GM. Yo. GM. Yo. What's going on? Chilling. Chilling. It is chilly out. I don't know if it's there in uh, NYC. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened overnight. Fuck. Right. We had all of this uh, nice warm weather, and then it rained, and then it got really, really cold, and now everything is just ice. Yeah, I went out last night, and I was damn near surprised at how cold it was. I was not dressed properly, I will tell you right now. No, the layers, all about the layers. I thought I had layers, and I was still not dressed properly. <laughs> I you that way. I yeah, didn't I anticipate the cold. I took my dog to the uh, the dog park yesterday afternoon before we went out for dinner, get some energy out, and man, he was loving it. I was not so much. Mm-hmm. It's winter, <laughs> March. I thought we were over this stuff. I guess not. Got no, we're supposed snow to be for a long winter. Brutal. You got no snow? Basically, oh, no snow. I think we had maybe. I don't remember what the total was, but. Brutal. I thought you guys had like a huge snowstorm. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's just that one. It was I mean, like I, one day. I think. Yeah. It literally lasted a day. We got we got a bunch of big snowstorms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that kids have had like six or seven snow days this this uh, this year, twenty twenty two. Is that um, a lot or a little? That's a lot. Yeah, okay. even for us. Yeah, but uh, it's it's. It's funny because it would snow, then it would get warm and melt, and then it would just snow again. So it's not like we've had this accumulation where we don't know what to do with it. It's just hmm. weird. Weird year. Weird. Very weird. GM, guys. GM Mike. Vincent Van Gogh. Vin- oh, that's Illuminati. Mike Snyder. His name is Vinny. Vinny. His name is Vinny. Get it? Vinny if, Van Gogh. If that is your real name. Chipper. Toro, Dexter, Cutter, Sandman, James, Bomber, Luke, GM2, everybody showing up this morning. It's Friday. The freaking weekend's coming up. What do you got planned? Anything? Friday. Friday. Yeah. Azuki Doodles minted last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Unless someone just bought an old collection. I don't know. I was just looking at it. I didn't see it. I wasn't there for the mint if it was last night. I'm trying to see that. I think I saw something pop up. I I don't know. Oh, maybe it was on Twitter. I don't know. I didn't. Did, did they look good? I don't know. Anything doodles looks good. Hmm. What do we got? How's everyone doing this morning? FMC sounds hungover as balls. Is this true? Yes. Are well, you- I'm not hungover drink-wise, but I do sound hungover as balls. This is accurate. J- JCV is tapping into the into the Akashic field and seeing the truth. Cool Cat, 6.99. Well. Nice. Well. You should have made it. Up, Cambo. Yeah, 6.969 for the meme. The meme <laughs> sell. Someone, <laughs> someone <laughs> came on the show. Yeah, it was like, oh, my God. I just sold the. I had listed it for four point two zero six nine. I had no idea it was gonna sell. I had no idea. I was like, "Yeah, the memes, the memes." What a cool cat! Huh? A cool cat? Oh no, no, no! I'm saying just some random thing. Uh, I don't even remember. He listed it. What was it? It's ringing a bell, actually. Yeah. 
But they were the- whatever it was. It was like an ETH above the floor at the time or something. He got he definitely got that meme premium. Oh, it was MFers because then he said afterwards, like, mm. oh, and they still ran a six ETH a few days <laughs> later or something. And I was like, well, you know. You win some, you lose some, but we are uh, here for the memes for sure. Some good mints coming up the next few days. Losers, Trovers, Journey, J-R-N-Y, I'm assuming that's Journey. Chain Scouts, yes. Yeah. Chain Scouts is a big one. Losers is a big one. Troverse, I hear. And Journey, man, I see people talking about the Journey too. Big mints this weekend into a interesting macro backdrop that I hope doesn't uh, do them. It's been hard to hold the post- hype pump mm-hmm. but that's largely due to the macro backdrop and hasn't been collection specific maybe with the exception of kevin people are still hungry to do something it's the follow-through that's not there right now it's interesting yeah i think that the idea that we're in some sort of bear market it stops the majority of people from wanting to mint so definitely the cash grab slow down because those guys want to mint into easy volume there's no you know you waste your your idea on uh, on this, and it's a cash go. Well, you can't do it twice. And then quality projects start to rethink minting. It goes dry, and look, people out there still want to mint. I mean, that's always you know always the case. We'll see some quality. Got a bunch of people that decided to mint them. I'll tell you. I got a bunch of people that decided to woke and boke this morning. Woke and boke, baby. Woked and boked. Not me. It helps with the, I'll tell you, best hangover cure would be the woken. Mm-hmm. My my personal like best like alcohol hangover cure is to actually just get up and get started with my day and act like it never happened. Nice. It does wonders, honestly. The, the worst hangovers I've ever had. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe that's coincidental. <laughs> not coincidental. The ones where I, l- I lay in bed and I had nothing to do that day. So I just mm. sat there and felt sorry for myself. <laughs> but I don't actually get too hungover. I either don't get hungover or I get like extraordinarily like. Mm. So. Well. You win some, you lose some. You do. Had a couple drinks last night. We went out to this uh, really nice pizza place downtown in the city where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Had a couple glasses of wine. Nice, nice pizza. Nice uh, Caribbean jerk chicken pizza. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really good, actually. Nice dessert. Sweet. Calamari for an appetizer. I was feeling it. It was a nice, nice evening. Yes. You won a loser. What's that? I said lovely. Vinny won loser list and his dumbass didn't send his wallet address in in time. That hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Ontario opened up here too. Yes. That's uh, the where I'm from. The vaccine mandates are done. Proof of vaccination and all that stuff. Hopefully the masks look like they're just around the corner. But who knows? Oh, where you are, it's done. You're saying? The proof of vaccination is. Yeah, they lifted yeah. that. Um. Yeah, things are uh, things are looking up. We were, you know, my wife and I were just talking about how, for the first time in a while, things are starting to feel a little, little bit more normal around here. Did they do that last? Time? No, they didn't. Never mind. What's that? Uh, 
the mandate. No, because it loosened up last summer, but I think you're still in to wear masks. Anyway, we've never, yeah, we've, we've never had the mask mandates lifted mm-hmm. since they've been put in place in like July of 2020. So. Yeah. The simulation can't handle a pandemic and World War Three at the same time. <laughs> True. Sure. How long is the pre-sale for Window for Losers? Do you know the answer to that? I, I want to say it's 24 hours. I don't, but I believe it would be 24 hours like most. It's not going to be a short hurry up. No, no. Losers Club Discord still closed, by the way. They are uh, yeah. They're they're taking the influx of um, uh, Discord hacks that have definitely popped up again recently very seriously. Um, and they're uh, they're waiting until after the mint goes down. So yeah. a bunch of people get burned on a bunch of things lately. I think a lot of projects are looking at it like there is no reason to open to the public before you mint. Because the only people who want to be in there before you mint are the traders trying to get a whitelist and dump it on the secondary. The people who go into the Discord after it mints want to be there. So it makes more sense. You're not going to get that big rush <clears throat> of 150,000 people that's tough to manage. And um, that's why I think a lot of projects, are, you know, whether it's good or not, will be seen. I'm sure the meta will change underneath us constantly. Private, not private, private, not private, as each one is uh, becomes the advantage. Yeah. Because, you know, every cycle you have to do things different. You have to adjust. But this cycle, all the discords are private. Let's see if that continues. And everything's fully allow listed too, which I don't think will actually well, stay, but I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's interesting because at, we had always railed against, you know, full allow lists and because Kaiju had done it and people tried to copy it. But now with the meta changing, I mean, you know, good projects don't make you grind that much anymore. Good projects tend to... Um, tend to give their allow list to partners, to other upstanding NFT projects, to alpha rooms, to, you know, places like that and public raffles. They're not doing it as much for people getting into the Discord uh, and grinding. Some projects will, but, you know, that's just where I think the meta is heading. And because of that, you may end up seeing full allow lists. It's just, if you're, if you're doing it with, communities like cool man's and communities like alien friends and places where you know that they're going to buy the nft i'm not surprised they're changing to this method it'll be interesting to watch how it shifts and 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 goes in flux because it's always a push and pull Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah but everyone's just trying to figure it out yeah losers club um do you know the max mint i guess we're we're gonna talk about it a little bit two is the max mint yeah should be good. I, yeah. I'm just looking at I'll the. Uh, I have this. I have the screen pulled up. They tweeted, but uh, I didn't realize the, uh, Lopez is on the team there. I like him. See yeah, I like the entire team over there. Uh, Lobzy and Cave Guy, and of course the founders Kylie and Javon, and then uh, Invisible Girl. They're all pretty damn awesome. Cool. Guys, we're gonna uh, we're gonna just have a, a chill chill stream here. Um, we'll we'll kind of go through the motions of some of the stuff that we normally do, but let's just like leave the music on. Let's just have a good Friday. Get into this weekend. Free markets coffee is here. Did I end up looking into Dower Darcel? I, I mean, we've looked at it. I like. 
let me know like how deep I should be going on this because like in in terms of just like profile picture generative art um I mean I see it and it looks it looks pretty good um you know we <laughs> only so many hours in the day sometimes and uh, I I got to I got to admit I didn't uh, I didn't do a deep dive on it if there's like a, a white paper if there's like some deep mechanics that are going down <laughs> behind da- it dower darcells provoked quite the conversation yesterday. I actually took that question across multiple uh, media that I was on, which was who is the most dominant player in their sport of all time? I would say the most popular answer was Tiger Woods. That was what I got. We were Dower Darcells? What is that? Okay. Dower Darcells, I said, sounds like Mike Tyson saying Stour ourselves. And then we started talking about how dominant he was. And uh, yeah, that was a good, I I think that's a fun exercise, but you know, experts who I trust like animal and other people throughout the day said, Tiger Woods, it's hard to argue. I, I couldn't argue with anyone on the list. To me, it was just interesting to hear. We forgot a big one and it was mentioned in the dojo. Uh, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's a great answer. Hard, hard to argue. I mean, the guy has won more gold medals than most countries have, yep. like all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Phelps is just an an absolute phenom. Yeah. Now, my bottom line with Dower Darcells is that they seem to be partnering <clears throat> with the right projects in which it's going to be a thing, right? So. Again, with this macro backdrop, I don't think any of the projects minting right now are being fairly valued, quote unquote, to what they're going to be uh, as we as volume comes back and, and we get out of this period that we're in. Dower ourselves, I think, will do well. I think the right people like it. <clears throat> so, again, I don't know what cooks in this atmosphere and what just has a quick pump and, you know, pulls back. But, yeah. These these I do think are going to be something. I just don't know what. Yeah, I'm curious as to okay, so it's minting at it's minting today, uh pre-sale. Um 0.1 ETH is the uh the price. There's gonna be 10k of them. Um for the people that have brought up Dower Darcells and want to talk about them, like what's your biggest bull case on these? Like, um, give me the pitch as to why I should buy a dower cell. I'm not saying that I'm going to, but like, you know, if you if if you're uh, if you're pitching it to someone, if you're explaining it to a person that's new to NFTs and they're saying, you know, I'm really not sure what I should buy or I should mint, and you're gonna say dower cells, like what are you telling them when you say why? And uh, I'm sure you have a great answer. I'm just I'm just saying like uh, I, I want to hear it from you guys. Um ETH is looking sti- uh, Usain Bolt is a great one too. Damn. That's a good one. I don't it, the Olymp- Olympic uh, Olympic athletes are weird. I mean, obviously, track athletes, um, you know, aren't just about the Olympics, but the Olympics is the kind of the end all be all. And it's very interesting um, because a lot of when you were born plays into how long a, your track record of success can be at the Olympics too, because it's a four-year cycle, right? And it's actually very fascinating um, where if you can kind of hit that first Olympics when you're um, 18, 19, and you're in like peak physical form, then you get 23, 27, and 31, right? 
where I, or you know depending on the sport that might actually even be too long but um you know some people that just get it that year after now they can only hit up two olympics or three you know what i mean it's it's mm-hmm. actually quite fascinating um how just birth year plays into into that as well um i think that not not to discredit michael phelps because i mean he crushed everything but he had an added benefit of like hitting hitting that window perfectly too yeah. which is uh which is Pretty, pretty cool. Um, ETH looking sticky. Let's talk about crypto. Uh, woke up this morning. It was down, looking like about 7 8%. Is it dropping further? Yep, just crossed below 2700 so that's good. My initial reaction was that 2700 didn't feel too, too bad. But then I realized, yeah, we were we were playing with 3000 hitting above there. So definitely a, a little bit of a drop over the last 24 hours. Bitcoin sort of following suit, not quite as much, but hanging around at 41K. Tether remaining strong at just under $1. Um, yeah, the story today is commodities. There's a commodity shock going on uh, around the world right now. You, you it, were we not in a geopolitical global situation? I think markets would would be limit down in response to what commodities are doing right now. But I talk about this a lot. This is largely expected. Um, so when the market knows something it's, is coming, uh, it tends to be priced in, so to say. So while things are down a bit, and I will tell you that ETH and Bitcoin are still responding to macro markets, the S&Ps are down right now. Um, you know, I'm going to check, but we hit up right on that 4420 resistance that I was talking about in the S&P 500s, and now we're pulling back. So... I always say if you remove the news from the charts, often what you what the technic what the technicals say is going to happen happens regardless, and the news is fit to that narrative. And that's kind of what it feels like right now. We hit re- resistance and now we're pulling back. There's an there's an excuse for it, but I'm just gonna take the chart for its word. Now we're just watching that 2600 level. We don't want to lose 2600. That would be, um, yeah, that would, that would, that would change. That would then change the chart back to bearish. We would not have uh, the technicals on our side and we would have to reevaluate. So watching 2600 here. Yeah. I think a lot of times um, news is applied in hindsight too. Something happens in the market and you then scour news sources to figure out why it happens. And then confirmation bias is like, oh, that must be it. That must be it. That must be it. Look at, Mm -hmm. you know, this is why. you know, if the market had gone up yesterday, you might even be able to argue that while the situation in Ukraine and and, and Russia seems to be far from over, uh, I saw some news that they did actually come to some agreements about having safe channels to uh, supply aid um, and and supplies uh, in and out without being worried about uh, getting in the middle of, of conflict. Um, and if the market had gone up, then maybe we would be pointing to that as like, oh, good, like things are looking better now, right? Is that kind of, am I... Am I yeah, well, yeah, that's what, that is what CNBC and Bloomberg are paid to do. It is to fit things to the market narrative, not to fit the market narrative to things. I mean, that it's just that... It's always been how it is, but it's because you don't know why. There is no good reason for why the market goes up and down on a daily basis. It's internal market mechanics that would make no sense to anybody if the news reported it. They need reasons. So, 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, ETH had a pretty sharp drop last night at about 8 p.m. Eastern time, uh, and that's where we got it. It is headed downwards kind of as we speak right now too but again zooming out a little bit like we're we're kind of fitting into the channel that we've talked about the you know the trend lines might still be there a little bit so um what's what's kind of the next level that you're looking at right now is it we're kind of if we get back to that 2400 maybe starting to look a little bit messy so if we lose 26 we're 26 gonna be an issue yeah yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, other coins on the uh, the market. I mean, everything is just kind of down. NFTs are down. Waves is actually up. Uh, I don't recall waves though. I've seen it kicking around, but uh, nothing noteworthy. I mean, the 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 top ten cryptos via market cap that aren't stable coins are all kind of fallen in the same same kind of area here. Terra's doing really well lately, but but yeah. Um, also, just had a, a news article, crypto market sheds nearly $1 billion overnight. The market dropped nearly $98 billion in the last 24 hours with both Ethereum and Bitcoin shedding last week's hard-earned gains. Um, I think most of those $100 billion can be attributed to, uh, to Bitcoin and Ethereum as well. Uh, but the market does that all the time too. When all the time. It goes down where they're like, Apple lost $150 billion in value. And, but like you don't, you know, no. that it's not real. Like market cap isn't real. It doesn't mean anything. If everyone tried to sell at that current market cap, it no. wouldn't be the market cap. It's kind of a gauge to help you relate to other variables. But when they're like, oh, crypto market sheds nearly $100 billion. It oh, makes it sound like all like everybody right. who participates lost right. like a weird, hundred billion dollars. Yeah, I always find it weird how they phrase that in, yeah. in the media. But well, the other thing too is, um, you know, big big numbers always play well. So like, if yeah. if uh, if the market, you know, went down eight percent, like eight percent seems pretty hefty, but a hundred billion dollars, right? You know, like it's that. Uh, Depending on depending on how big a big a scope you want to make it make it feel, you can definitely change up your stats that you're using. True that. True that. Um, GM Matt, uh, what is our thoughts on Azuki's Bobu government governance token to the moon? Uh, it's hard to say anything's going to the moon right now. Um, honestly, didn't really look into an Azuki governance token, but I'll pull it up later in the stream. And I like uh, that they named it Boba, like the the Bobu? Boba tea. Boba, Boba, Bobu. Bobu. Well, I think Boba means bean, if I'm not mistaken. Or something. is that what it is? I don't know, but I know that bean is their thing, isn't it? Like the beans. The- yeah, yeah, the red, the red bean, red bean, red bean. Yeah. I'm going to admit something, and I admitted it to you, but I'm going to admit it on stream here. I have never had boba tea. Yeah, boba's really good. I hear yeah. there's some uh, interesting boba stuff in the world. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll take an impromptu poll of... Uh, flick the poll. <laughs> um, we'll take an impromptu uh, poll of, like, if I if I were to go get boba today, what am I looking for? You tell me, is there flavors? Is there types? And uh, maybe I'll go take a little trip and, and and grab one. No idea. I never drink it. I just buy it for whatever girl I'm with at the time because they really like boba. Atta boy. All right. <laughs> um, some other news. Coinbase CEO. We kind of talked about this yesterday, but uh, Brian Armstrong will comply with Russia ban if U.S. government tells us to. CEO Brian Armstrong or Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong said the exchange will comply with a ban on Russian 
users should the U.S. government impose such rules. We talked about uh, them yesterday. There was a call from people just saying, you know, you need to you need to basically ban Russia as a whole, start punishing them. Brian Armstrong responded with, you know, that's not what crypto is about. Like if the U.S. government tells us we have to have sanctions against the Russian government, we will do so. But we don't believe that we're going to take further steps on our own accord to push uh, punish Russian users. Um, he also went on to quote that many Russian users are actually using crypto right now um, as a safe haven from the economy there that is collapsing in the ruble, like really, really just being um, hugely devalued right now. So um, Coinbase has basically just said we're doing exactly what the government tells us to do and nothing more. So um, again, like I like this, we see a lot of people in Russia outspoken against their their government's uh, decisions to invade Ukraine, and the, they're taking a strong stance against it. We're seeing a lot of Russian billionaires come out against it, which is uh, honestly in that country a very risky play to do. Um, and, and they've, you know, they've put their foot in the, the sand and say, you know, we don't support this whatsoever. Um, and I, again, like, you know, I, 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 I don't want to see, I, I know a lot of people in crypto in Russia and Ukraine that are, are, are suffering from this, particularly in Ukraine. Um, and, uh, and, you know, you don't want to see them starve because of, uh, their government's actions. So, <clears throat> Well, James, I don't know. He says, would you guys recommend de-risking on some MFTs right now? Or are we looking at a recovery soon? In your I have no idea when we're going to recover. But it seems that the only time people ask if they should sell something is when we're down 50%. And the only time they ask me if we should buy something is when we're up 1,000%. So I've just noticed this. I noticed it with MFers, that when I pounded the table under 0.1, nobody cared. And then when they were three ETH, people in the dojo asked if it was a buy. And now, three weeks ago, when I'm saying a bearish backdrop of season, you know, is of seasonality is coming our way, NFTs always pull back. Da, 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 that may have been the time to de-risk. Now that we're down 50%, I have been buying NFTs. I don't know if they're gonna go lower. I don't know if we're going to recover anytime soon. I can't predict the future. But I know that everything's on a 50% discount. People are fudding every bag at each other's throats. This is panic. It's despair. It's when you buy. And people are asking me every day. I had people selling on the show live last night. I mean, I, it was just mind boggling to me. And could it go a little lower? Sure. But how are you going to sell now? Everything's down 60%, 80%. Yeah, the time to sell was two, three weeks if ago. You're selling um, now. You're selling to sharks. You're selling to whales. You're selling to people who are already looking forward to the next cycle and don't care what happens over the next week, two weeks, or three weeks. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely intentionally cleared up some liquidity as a, a couple of the projects that I was in, you know, took a, a, a sharp spike up um, and then was pretty committed to not spending anything. And honestly, I picked up a couple of began punks last week um, for a pretty low price. Those are still holding pretty steady at about 0.2. But other than that, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really not super keen on selling anything right now. Um, 
I can't say that I'm super keen on buying at this moment too. Although a couple of projects kind of are dipping into the range that I, I feel good about it. And, and when I feel good about it, it's not because I expect them to be up three X next week. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm willing to spend that portion of my liquidity for whenever the next bull run is. And those projects, as we you know, we talk about constantly are the ones that you can go in the discord. The team's still active. They're still talking. Um, there's still a community forming around it and they're still building out their project. Right. So, um, if that's, that's, that's where I'm at right now. Um, my, my, my mindset kind of told me that I didn't want to buy too much off the secondary this week. And then next week it could be, uh, could be a little bit more go time for me to, to deploy some liquidity. That's, that's kind of where my own personal uh, feeling was, but who knows? I mean, we're down right now. Floors are down across the board. There's no guarantee that the volume is just going to magically return next week or the week after. Um, the last one, the last one was tough. I mean, we were in it for what November, the better part of a month, six weeks before we kind of really saw some life come back into it. And when it came back, it came back uh, very, very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, October and November. And October and November, yeah, yeah. Even the first week of December until the second week when we had Cool Man's Lemon Friends and Alien Friends Mint and trade above mint and start everything off and then shit then the apes went crazy and that was it yeah yeah james saying fair enough definitely hurts to sell right now it does the only time that i would say that you should be selling right now into this is if there's some reason in your real life that you need that money um and you can't have a medium to long-term outlook in this yeah I bought a lemon yesterday while everyone's fighting them, saying they're dead. Oh, the price is low. Just buy. It doesn't matter. They said that last cycle about every other thing. It got, you know, it goes on this cycle. If you, if the FUD affects you, your bags probably aren't that, you know, good to begin with. So, yeah. Definitely looking uh, hypnotic, looking to pick up some star catchers too. Um, they're getting close, getting close to a buy for me. Uh, this would have been easily buy range uh, for me last week, ten days ago, or I guess last week was when they minted. But uh, but you know, I'm kind of scaling down my range as the market kind of scales down too, right? So yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but they're you looking good. You gotta have a plan and then adjust to reality. Yep, that's the that's the key. Yeah, and when you're executing that plan, unless there's some huge factor that should change your mind, like a big announcement that gets in in, in kind of into the middle of your play there, um, either good or bad, like sometimes you got to stick to the plan and just be comfortable with it, you know? It's a very sometimes. difficult thing. It's like you need to have conviction, but also know when to change. Tough. Tough. Um, I had another point that I was going to say there and now I forget, but, uh, but yeah, some other news, um, looking to get a cool cat, any opinion on the current floor price? Uh, I mean, I just see them fall to five. I mean, would, if you bought one at seven, would seeing it fall to five kill you? Um, because again, I don't know if it's going to fall to five feels like probably, but if I was shopping for like a long-term cat, uh, I wouldn't really care right now. If I was trying to flip one from five to eight, I may I may wait and see how the action plays out over the next the next week or so. 
Because, I mean, you know, the delays, there's just max FUD for cats right now. There's max FUD for everything. I mean, it's funny how people turn on a community and leave a community when things start to go bad and stuff like that. But look, it's, you know, it's just, it shows you what's there. I have said, cool cats right now, lemons right now, cool mans. They feel like kaiju kings did in December. There's infighting. People are at each other's throats. Kaijus are dead. They're never coming. I mean, rare gen kaijus were selling at one and a half ETH and they have a nine ETH floor right now. You know, talk about a floor that hasn't really been affected. The babies are down a bit because, again, supply is always coming onto the market from the whales who own dozens of kaijus and stuff. But the gens have actually been being bought. I think they were 4.8 to 5 last time I looked, which is only an ETH off the high, which compared to every other collection is pretty stable. Um, so, you know, there are, I love looking at the projects that are kind of stable, right? You could argue Azuki, you could argue Kaiju Kings, you could argue what there was, oh, Ether Orcs, all these projects that, yeah, they're down a bit, but it's not like, it's not absolute death. Like I know Azuki was at 17 ETH, but when you think it, it pulled back to what was it, eight or nine? It bounced back to ten, and now into the face of no volume, it's pretty steady. I eight ETH this morning, eight and a half, nine. Oh, really? Did it get down to? Well, I I still wouldn't say that that's down though, because in in regards to the rest of the market, it hasn't fallen at the same click. I mean, if you zoom out and go back to when Azuki minted and you said, you know, these things are going to be 8 ETH, 9 ETH in, uh, in, at the beginning of March, everyone would have been like, that's fucking amazing. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so to me, that's the most impressive thing about Azuki isn't the fact that it hit 17 ETH. It's the fact that it's still at 9 or 10. And right. any holders of that should be very happy with the fact that they're there right now rather than I should have sold at 17. And obviously, you look at that and go, if I just sold at 17, I could have bought two more now and re-entered. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you would have deployed that liquidity in a different way. Maybe you would have just rebought at 14. You would have made a couple ETH, but you'd still be down. Like it, hindsight's so easy to adjust. Um, the the perception of a project in that regard. But if you take out everything that happened in the middle of it from Azuki Mint to now, this mm-hmm. is an incredible run that they're on. Yeah. And Hypnotic asked, do you think Azuki is still a good hold or was just overhyped? I, you know, here's what I think. It, and you probably know more than me since you're asking right now. But right now, it's a bet. I, I think we know how loved it is. We know who who adopted it, you know, every big influencer. I mean, Andrew Wang still wears one as his PFP, Farouk. Oh, I apologize, they're in a tiny floor too. Yeah, all these guys went hard, right? So this collection's obviously here to stay. It's obviously going to leave all that good stuff. Now, at the price they're at, they now need to start executing on their roadmap. Now, given everything I've heard, and again, I feel like you would know more, it sounds like they're going to, and they're going to in a good way. I, every Everything I've heard about this project is that the team is great. They know what they're doing. I'm just not in the community. I couldn't say it from my point of view. But I believe if you're holding here at 10 ETH, it's a bet on the team executing. So if you're in that community, you got to go with your vibe and say, all right, I either like this team, like what they're saying, and think they're going to deliver on this. Therefore, these will be 20 ETH within six months. Or you're going to say, well, you know, 
I love the art. I love this. But, you know, executing on what they're saying could be a little too ambitious, I'll take. Because, you know, if they fumble a roadmap item here in the next six months, I think they could fall to 5 ETH. I mean, I don't think that would be crazy. Do I think they're ever falling, you know, close to Mint or back? Probably not. I think that it's a pretty safe bet Azuki is an elite collection. But I do think at 10 ETH, hoping to go up to 20, they have to execute on some of the stuff that they have planned. So that is, that's more to the community to say, oh yeah, yeah, these guys know their shit, that this is, this is something that, you know, they're going to execute on, which from everything I hear is true, uh, you know, hearsay, but from what I understand, this team is the real deal. So. Yeah, I'm just looking at the, um, um, the Bobu thing as well. I uh, thought it was Boba. I was, but you know, maybe Bobu does mean bean. I don't even know what it means. But it is a Dow. Yeah, it looks like they're fractionalizing Azuki number forty. Azuki forty Bobu. I I'm like assuming the that they're on you see his face. Fractions. <laughs> we talking about fractions. Fractions. Uh, well, let's just let's let's read along together. Azuki number forty, Bobu will soon be deposited into a fractional dot art vault. This vault will create ERC eleven fifty five tokens, so that all holders of Bobu fractions in the community can participate in collective governance over over Bobu's character, a key character in the Azuki universe. Before we dig into the details, it's important to recognize that this is a huge Web three experiment there will be more questions than answers along the way but we have the guardrails in place to potentially build something magical together bobu happens or Bo bobu hopes you have some good sake handy for handy handy <laughs> for the for the long read ahead this is um this is cool i want to read more of this it, it, it sounds like it's uh actually pretty low impact on the the azuki concept itself um but, uh, I mean, I'm all for them doing different stuff, experimenting, and I don't think that this is going to have a big impact on Azuki in general, but maybe I'm wrong about that. It is a cool concept, as Hermano said. Um, I just wanted to actually go back to, like, you saying, like, if Azuki falls to 5 ETH, I, I mean, I think I would still say that that's a great run going from one ETH to five ETH over the, the term and, and holding through this bear market. Uh, you know, you called them an, an elite. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I think anybody calling these a blue chip is getting way too far ahead of themselves. We've talked about that plenty of times on this show. I would put them on a short list as like high potential though for, for to be, to reach blue chip status. And as you said, betting on the betting on Azuki right now is betting on the team and that they're going to execute. And uh, everything that I've seen from them right now should, mm -hmm. should, be, should be bullish long-term. Right. I so. would love to set up a indicator because if we measure how, well, if we calculate how much ETH was spent on board apes, in the last two weeks of December, and then figure out how long that money lasted in our market, how long the bull market lasted, and then relate it to the eight bot when it starts going burr again in a few weeks. Interesting. That would be cool. Yeah, I have no idea how I would we could, that, but. Well, because then we could understand maybe, especially based on the mint price cycle, because we know there's a mint price. You know, when we come out of this, guys, guess what? The mints are going to be 0.02 and 0.03 again. Magic. Yeah. No more 0.15s, no more 0.2s, no more 0.08s. 
it's going to be all cheapy mints, except on, you know, the projects that have, you know, six months of history, big, all, there's obviously always going to be that upper echelon that could demand a higher price, but you're, I think you're going to see the majority of projects move to, towards that lower mint again as the mint cycle goes. And I bet there's a good indicator to be made there. I shouldn't be giving away the alpha. Yes, I should. That's why I'm here. <laughs> um, the last thing I want to say about Azuki is while I'm clicking around here and like free market, I'm not actually in this community. So uh, I don't like, I don't check it on a daily basis and all of that stuff. I kind of just, you know, check in every once in a while, especially as you guys kind of bring it up in chats. Cause it, it, it also has gone through its, uh, its own waves. Um, we had somebody in the, in the general chat in, uh, in alpha Mint yesterday being like, why all the hate towards Azuki? We're like there's zero hate. It was just, at 17 ETH, we had a bunch of people yelling in our ears that it was going straight to 50. And, uh, you know, we just uh, weren't going to put it there. Back to my initial point, though. If you look at the activity, I mean, we're sitting at about a 10 ETH floor right now. This, these are very, very expensive NFTs. And uh, there are people that are more than willing to catch it at 10 ETH, right? They are getting bought up. I mean, what? One, two, three, seven... We're talking 15 Azuki's purchased in the last hour, probably a hundred in the last 12 hours, 15 hours. Like that's big volume on a 10 ETH project. People are more than happy to scoop these up. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why I would just be watching who is scooping these up and who is selling these. This is one of those projects that when I watch the whale watching and whale selling, um, channels i don't see them i don't see them leaving people's wallets too often i don't see them being sold very often i don't know if you also notice that but that's there's one of those projects that that would be a great indicator to me yeah definitely and you gotta watch because during these quiet periods there's been a few where there's still been some pretty high price sales you know randomly out of nowhere and i think that's always a great indicator of What's to come that along with projects that don't pull back a lot? I mean, you see in traditional, you know, the stock market as well. Stock market will be down 15, 20 percent. And then there's like this handful of stocks that's only down, you know, 5 percent or basically flat. And then when you see when the market reverses and starts going up, those are the the new leaders, the ones that lead the way out. So I, I apply the same logic to NFTs. And there's always a few like that. And. Well, neither of us are in the Azuki community, but you can take a 40,000 foot view of it and say, well, what part of their individual cycle are they in? And now it's the roadmap execution part of the cycle. You know, we talk about not talking about roadmaps before mint, not making, you know, your initial hype cycle based on that roadmap because you know it's impossible to deliver before X, all that type of stuff. But now they've gone through that. You know, they got up to 17 on hype. They've now pulled back and stabilized at 10 because of the potential. And now it's time to deliver. And again, every indication to me says they will. Uh, but uh, you guys in the community would know better than that. I know we have a few, a few awesome Azukis in our, uh, in our D-Gen dojo. They probably know. Completely, completely agree with that. Um... We, uh, I, oh, I have the, uh, the, 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 the Michael Jordan on Solana NFT that went down. And this is, uh, you know, maybe, maybe dropping the ball a little bit. Maybe it's, you know, Solana really starting to take a back seat in the NFT space. Um, 
I didn't even really know about this, which should go to say that, you know, the the greatest basketball player of all time is dropping a NFT platform on the Solana network and nobody was talking about it. Uh, So Michael Jordan, Solana athlete app air drops first NFTs. The six ring NFTs are inspired by a NBA legends career and serve as access passes to the web three fan engagement platform air a Solana-based fan engagement platform launched by Michael Jordan and son Jeffrey launched its first NFTs today. The 10,010 NFTs are being sold for 2.3 sol apiece or about $221 as of the time that this article was written. Um, it did not go very well for them, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, the sales were slow. The um, I think the, the the fans of this community were worried. They decided to cut the supply in half down to 5,005 total NFTs. And then they promptly sold out after that. Um, this particular one is designating you as a founding fan of the Air platform. I, I Again, like we were going over this in the pre-show and it was just like, I, I had no clue. He's only an advisor on this project. His son is founding the team. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fair. But the fact that he's, it's not even just, you know, we see celebrities all the time just kind of slap their name on something. Um, I guess... My big takeaway is when I kind of did some more uh, digging, you know, went into the the air dot app platform that I guess they're launching very, uh, very underwhelming. It doesn't tell me much about the actual project that they're doing. So that's a little bit disappointing. And then I, you know, go on Magic Eden, the Solana marketplace. And I mean, there, there's this is not 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 a good drop. Um, I I'm having a hard time believing that people knowledgeable about NFTs were involved in this and looked at that and go, yep, that's what we want uh, to slap uh, uh, slap together for MJ's Six Rings NFTs. These are very uninspired, unfortunately, and they are all the same. So big disappointment there. You know Jeff and Marcus. Maybe you should help reach out to help. I mean, yeah, it seems like they kind of need it. I don't really know. I don't really know how this got past the approval process, other than it being a rush job or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. Free market. What do you uh, What do you think about MJ's uh, la- uh, the launch of their Air app in this uh, <laughs> this Solana drop? Jump man, jump man, jump man, just dumped over, jump man. I have, I mean, this is just, yeah. I, you know, I, like I think a Michael Jordan NFT created and shepherded by VaynerMedia launched on L1 with a few weeks of, of actual, you know, appearances on, you know, TV and shit. I think that would moon. I don't know what this is. I don't even know what chain it's on. Polana. What did you even say? I I don't know what is happening here, but it's like it, to blame what happened with the Michael Jordan NFT on the state of the market. I mean, I don't know. I would blame it on the state of the launch. Like, what is this? What is the art? What is this chain? What is this marketing? I don't even know what's happening here. I feel like there is some firm out there similar to VaynerMedia, but a hundredth of the size that only goes around to places like Coachella and, you know, Michael Jordan LLC and pushes them to do a Solana NFT. I'm sure they got to the Trumps as well. Um, <laughs> you know, 
I don't even know what to say about it. It's sad. I, I, Cause I would love, I'd mint the shit out of a Michael Jordan NFT on, uh, on Ethereum. Is this, uh, is this a worse look than him in a wizard's Jersey? <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> no, I'm just, kidding. I don't know. I don't give a shit. I was never a Michael Joy. In fact, I, I blame oh, Michael. Yeah. You were a Knicks fan. You fucking hate Michael. Yeah, I blame him for the reason we don't have six rings right now from the nineties. I mean, uh, Patrick Ewing should have been, uh, should have been the one, but no. <laughs> well, what what happened in those two years that the Houston Rockets won them? What? Well, they had they yeah, won six. They were in the West. We were still knocked out by the Bulls, weren't we? Or were we in the finals those years? Um, I don't know. The the the. So when Michael Jordan retired to play baseball for those two seasons, um, the they did not make the finals. Oh God, mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta remember. Um, one on a tangent NBA finals. <laughs> oh my god, Vinny. How dare you? Ewing. <laughs> Where are we talking here? So Houston Rockets, uh, they beat the Knicks in 94 in the finals. Mm-hmm. Game seven. Well, that was a close yeah. one. That's got a sting. And then Patrick Ewing went over there to coach, didn't he? Oh no, and he then- coached. Yeah, I uh, thought he went. I don't remember that. Then uh, the uh, the magic lost. That was the Penny, yeah, Penny Hardaway and Shaq team, which was uh, just insanity. Well, and Vinny says, I mean, I mean, Ewing was given directly to New York via a rigged lottery. Can they rig that lottery again? I don't think we've had a good draft pick in (laughs) thirty. The bent card and the roller and everything. Yeah, I've also heard the uh, the chilled um, the chilled envelope too. Yeah, the Wizards jersey look better than yeah. Wizards, Wizards jersey, jersey look much better than this. Yeah, even coaches Georgetown. That's right. Yeah, his uh, alma mater. Yeah. Mm. Little sidetrack there. I'm a Lakers fan. I've had a good run this season. No bueno. Mm-hmm. I'm getting lost in my tabs here. Uh, other little news here. Manchester City Soccer Club signs a deal with crypto exchange OKX. Uh, OKX is going to be putting branding up at Ethiad Stadium. It, 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 I don't even know how to say that. I thought it was Ethiad. It's not how it's spelled, though. E- Ethiad. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Cool. I don't, I've never used OKX. Barely, barely knew it was a thing until recently. Don't touch these exchanges. Knicks haven't moved up in the lottery since Ewing. Man, that Allen Houston contract really fucking hurt them. Ugh. Allen Houston literally forced the league to, to create a rule that a team could have a one-time buyout of any player on their roster and um, you know to, uh, absolve themselves. I love Allen Houston too. He was a good player. Um, he was uh, he was one of the first in the long line of the the next Michael Jordans. He was wet from the three point line. I'll tell you, he would have done well in today's game. That's for sure. Uh, shooter, pure shooter. Yeah, pure shooter. Great uh, NFT marketplace. OpenSea blocks users in Iran due to U.S. sanctions. Um, this is just more stuff coming down the pipeline about uh, you know, geopolitical battles. M3s. Mm-hmm. I like how they put up the M3 uh, mutants, too. 
Oh, in the background. for in Iran. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. I think it's probably just random stock photo. But uh, <laughs> leading into the bigger discussion that I know somebody mentioned earlier, asking about um, Ethereum's Infura cuts off users to separatist areas in Ukraine, accidentally blocks Venezuela. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is a tough look. It definitely goes against like with wallets and stuff like that. Um, you know, blocking citizens and users from it. Um, you know, it's definitely going to push for a further, um, further decentralized uh, economy and whatnot. I think these are unfortunate steps, but. It, um, stepping stones towards that this whole situation honestly is bringing to light the need and the desire for people all over the world to have you know truly decentralized and secure crypto to uh to to hold and and move their wealth around freely amongst borders and whatnot i gotta admit i don't know too much technically about what happened here but it does sound like it was an accident for venezuelan users to get blocked but those can have pretty pretty big debt detrimental effects still that are using it, especially in a, a country like Venezuela. Um, yeah, if you guys have some comments on that and you want to throw it up in the chat, I don't know if anything strikes you here. Um, I, I only really kind of saw it pop up. And then, yeah, lastly, this little article about the uh, the trading volume on Ethereum and Solana dipping uh, goes on to say the volume on uh, ETH dropped about 33% in the month of February from January. Uh, I have less to believe that that's about, you know, <laughs> February being three days shorter than January. Um the volume that that it's lost has definitely come in the last week or so too. I mean, the beginning of February felt all right. Uh, it was definitely the cool down period, but uh, I mean, the stats are showing it across the board. Mm -hmm. Communities are getting dry. They're getting quiet all over the place. The volume Think, is sucking mm -hmm. the life out of people. Yeah, things got tough right after the waifu meta ended, <laughs> but we had so many uh, high-profile mints after that that it kept things, you know, it kept things alive. It kept things going, but it was really almost forcing it. And we see the results now as, you know, it ended up being a sell the news situation and seasonality wins yet again. That's why I'm a student of it. Always bet on seasonality. If you trade around those things, I mean, I, you know, I'm not in the right country to trade around these things on a yearly basis, especially with my long-term conviction bet. S&P 500 futures, sure. Trade them all you want. Trade them if you got them. And yeah, S&P's taking a little leg lower today. But again, I'd be a lot more, you know, there were a few times during this, this macro situation we're in, during this geopolitical situation we're in, where S&P's were not at a technical level where they were supposed to pull back and they dumped the next day. Like anytime I get nervous is like those unforced errors where it was like, well, we were in between support and resistance. We were on our way up, all indications where we should have gotten to the next resistance and then we fail. That concerns me. Here, we literally ran into major resistance, like 4420, 4450-ish on the S&P, the big contract, the SPU. 
if we closed above that, I think we would rally really hard. I think that uh, spot ETH, Bitcoin, everything would rip. I think markets could get back to the January highs on S&Ps. So it's not surprising to me that we're getting a pullback off that level. I, I really... I will adjust to reality as it unfolds. We take out 2,600 geopolitical something happens. Of course, oh, we were wrong, blah, blah, blah. But right now, it still just seems like it hit technical resistance. It's pulling back, and I see no reason to worry yet. I'm sure it's not even the 38.2% retraced off of the current leg. I'll, I'll go do that fib after the show and let you guys know. <laughs> Does it, I'm assuming like in in S and P's and stuff like that, you see volume dry up in the same kind of way where people just aren't aren't trading. Uh, is that the same thing? Certainly not the same way as NFT. You can always sell your S and P's anytime you want at the price listed there. Oh yeah, sorry, I wasn't trying to compare, but like right. the, the uh, overall volume moving around is. It's interesting. Around. You know when you see volume dry up the most is before news events, and it's always crazy because you'll see major volume, and then all of a sudden it just goes quiet. And it's like that scene in Trading Places right before the orange juice, uh, before the orange crop report is let, is let out and all the traders are quiet. And they're just looking and there's no volume. And all of a sudden it drops and boom, volumes. But oh, everyone ball. starts yelling. And, and this, yeah. I was I don't mean being on the floor, but even, oh. when <laughs> but even when you're trading from your computer, you see that volume drop. You know, Twitter goes quiet. People go, all right, final bets. Time is it. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, it's just such... It's so much more liquidity in those markets. It's a completely different ball game, but they do. They use volume as an indication of um, of confirmation of a trend, right? You know, it doesn't matter whether something's going up or down. The volume gives you a clue as to whether it's a move to pay attention to or whether it's one that is uh, going to be a fake, you know, a fake move one way or the other. So, Definitely. Um, volume has picked up on Raid Party as we look towards potentially a 5 p.m. Eastern back uh, above mint launch. Well, not quite. What do we pay? 1.1 plus. Oh, no. 1.6 for the heroes. And uh, I'm lucky I got that rare hero that helps me stay above mint, even yeah. when I pull back. Actually, I mean, for those of you that are familiar with Raid Party, um, you'll know that this floor price is a little bit deceiving because of the way that the game mechanics work. These heroes all have stats, and uh, depending on the stat rolls, they do vary quite dramatically in um, in floor price, right? So these are, you know, I guess considered the uh, the the junky ones or whatever. Yeah. But you know, the floor is even pretty thin right there. But if you click on this one. And uh, if you haven't done a deep dive and you look at the levels, so you get a damage multiplier. 14 is definitely on the low end, but party size is the biggest thing that is holding this uh, this hero's price back. Um, you will see quite a big jump from uh, party size of four to five and uh, quite a big jump after that from five to six. And that is how many... Here, uh, sorry, how many fighters you can have in your party? Obviously, having six rather than four is quite a substantial advantage. Um, so it's That's gonna be so nerdy, and I love it. Damage multiplier, your damage multiplier is 14. Nope, you can't, but I love it. I mean, I, I was never into like, um, what's it? Dungeons and Dragons or World of Warcraft back then, but I mean, Ether Orcs has totally won my heart, of course, as I. Getting lucky here, just minting ogres right into the final stretch. I couldn't believe that my uh, 
my level 224 brought back 60 shards from a double spider raid. I was like, wow. But, you know, it evens out because then my next five raids each brought back two shards. So, you know, it, it evens out, everybody. But I, I don't know what two shards is actually, but I do know it's that it's not 30th, great. It's one thirtieth of a uh, or excuse me, one ninetieth of a of a uh, shot chance. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you need 60 okay. bone shards. You need 30, you need 30 times that many bone shards to, uh, to mint. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to this. You know, there's, there's a, a couple of things. We talk about critters a lot. Um, raid party has been delayed, uh, quite a bit. It seems, it seems, it seems like they're ready to go, but they are, you know, in a, a contract audit and, and kind of just figuring out the last thing. So I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath for too, too long, but it, uh, it appears that they're there, but, um, you know, these games might be kind of what the doctor ordered in terms of, you know, the volume is drying up. Gas is going to be always pretty cheap, which is always an advantage in playing these games. And maybe this will serve as a really good distraction. Maybe this is, you know, something that people, instead of trying to sell these right now, are going to say, ah, fuck, nothing else going on. I might as well just pop these things in and see what comes out. Uh, I, I, you know, I'd be pretty bullish on something like this right now. I mean, I have my, uh, my party ready to go so i'm going to be looking forward to, to jumping in there if it actually all does go down this evening um i know eternal elves has been still doing really well i saw a post um about the yields on that that project still being very good uh you guys are still going strong on ether orcs uh people lots of people playing critters that uh that i know of obviously that's a minecraft based game but you know, some of these time sinks, these time sucks while everyone's kind of waiting for something to happen in the actual NFT market. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be where people put their attention to because your attention has to go somewhere, right? Either um, it leaves the NFT space altogether or gets split up between real life and the NFT space or diverts to something like a game where, you know, you're, you're relying less on active trading and watching floor prices and more of the participation of said game. I mean, that could be, that could be a, a really great thing. If cool pets can, uh, can get, get a launch going, it might, uh, might be best case scenario for them right now too. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you too. Um, I think that, the uh these the art here actually looks pretty, i feel like the the launch maybe uh took away from what is great art and they're you know they're all ladies too which i think is pretty cool i love the um is that true i never noticed that yeah they're all ladies oh no kidding <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah never noticed no and i i always i was like this is decent i mean i'm not a big anime fan but i always thought it was decent uh Mm. It's an anime you, art here. You know what? I, I'm going to tell a lie here. Um, I really thought that the party size was playing. It was previously playing a much bigger impact in the role, but a six of six is, is sitting at 1.2. Sorry, keep going. You're not a big anime fan, but. Yeah, no. Um, I do love the elves. That was one that uh, Beth Jezos, I believe, uh, who is in the DGen Dojo. Awesome guy. Um, he is one of the creators of Eternal Elves. The art is so dope. I really love their pixel art. They've definitely worked with the Orc Boys. And it's funny how anybody who actually works with the Orc Boys have a functioning game right away. No delays. Uh, I, I really respect what the Orcs um, what the Orcs have put together there. You can't, you can't deny. It's good. P2E. We're bullish. 
And then there was Battlefly, I think, that minted yesterday. There were some issues with that. Oh, we didn't even talk about the whole magic thing that went down. That was, yeah, there was a magic issue, right? That was rough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I think a lot of them have been returned, if I'm not mistaken. I think there was some some way in which a lot of them, from what I understand, much of what was been reported was FUD, and a lot of it was uh, fixable. But we would have to have an expert in magic uh, on here to explain it. Hopefully, yeah. It, uh, I, I think Icon was saying that they're they're like the f- the full force of the team and everyone was working on it and got got mm-hmm. control of it pretty quickly and and shut that shit uh, down. But that was um that was a that was a quick stressful minute for anybody participating in that marketplace for sure. Um, I believe what was happening was NFTs were being able. There was an exploit where NFTs were being bought. For zero dollars or zero magic um yeah it's a pretty high price one so tricky there but yeah eternal elves uh, uh continues to impress too holding a great floor we often see a lot of these uh these projects launch do really well for a very short period of time you, you even say just a couple days but i mean this went down a couple weeks ago uh having a hard time remembering when these actually minted was it early february i think right Oh, yeah. January 31st. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Wow. No, I remember when it was and people were excited about it. And like I said, I, you know, I just trust uh, I trust people at the Orcs team. Uh, Baff and Husky are a powerhouse. Those two ship. Yeah. I mean, hey, mm-hmm. bet on the teams, guys. Bet on those the people that are, you know, going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. Doing it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, raid party, raid party going down. Uh I'm just excited to play something for, for for once. Right. Last thing I think I participated in, and I, I hardly have a hard t- or I have a hard time calling it even playing was a uh, was whale game as those kind of risk protocol things that disguised themselves as P2E. Yeah. Uh, you know they weren't. They weren't. It was just you were just performing actions that had a plus or minus EV. Well, it's interesting because you know yeah these are all I we talked about it. Uh, last year, it was like, oh, Big Rev was like, oh, these are um, these are just yield farms disguised as PT. And yeah, and I mean, a lot of them are, a lot of these teams are also building. You know, when I look at this initial yield farm phase at a lot too, is like, you're the seed investor in a video game company and they're building. And right now, you're, the gamification for you is collecting these characters that you're eventually going to employ in this game that that you know that is coming down the future and, and whatever all that type of stuff. Um, I think that I have been utterly obsessed with what Orcs talked about when we did the AMA a few weeks ago about their metaverse. We've known for a bit that land was going to be airdropped to Genesis Orcs, and then you were going to be able to buy uh, land with um, Zug as the game continues now i'm wondering given nft worlds critters all that because i thought to myself man it is such a huge undertaking to create your own metaverse is it possible somebody like orcs could build a minecraft server for orcs and incorporate zug into that minecraft server that's super interesting to me is that a theory or are you asking? I'm at, I, well, no, it's a theory. I, I'm just thinking out loud all of a sudden. With yeah, yeah. Well, I had okay. this company the other day. Could they build on, is this going to be the new trend to build on top of something like Minecraft? 
Well, I think that this is one of the reasons why my, uh, Minecraft and by well Microsoft through via Minecraft have been very uh, lenient and tolerant to you know it being open source, people developing on it, people modding on it, and now we're seeing you know crypto games being added onto it and. We touched on uh, NFT worlds and how they are actually in, in constant contact with the Mojang team, the the team that runs Minecraft, owned by Microsoft, and uh, and you know they haven't they haven't dropped the hammer on them yet. So could this happen? Yeah, I mean, I could see, I could I could definitely see. So the way Critters works, and it could work the same for. Um, Orcs is that you, you know you're the NFT of your your character sits in your wallet and that wallet is verified in the Minecraft server, uh, which allows you access. So, you know, having an orc could allow you access to a specific Minecraft server. Um, block is generated in critters. So, you know, could you um, generate Zug in the game mechanics? Yeah, you could definitely do that. Um, yeah, I, I see no reason why a, a Minecraft type game could, and I don't even think it would have to be done by the orcs team either, right? Like I think well, somebody could that's just- That's the other thing you know. I thought, well, that's the other thing I thought in my head because they said they were building their own metaverse. So my, I guess my initial thought was like, oh, could they just like buy an NFT world's plot and decide, well, this is where we're gonna da da da. But then I said, shit, it's the orcs team. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. other teams are banging out their own Minecraft servers. That seems, but look, I, given what I know about this team, I wouldn't put it past them to build their own DCL. Shit, who knows? I mean, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm so pumped for, I mean, rogues, let me tell you right now. Let me see, rogues are, we are 61 shaman, uh, 61 ogres away from minting out, and then it will be rogues, which are the next ally to mint. And I'm so pumped for that. So, looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, Minecraft as a platform is highly, highly customizable. Um, mm -hmm. You know, even the traditional mods of it, you can have some that are more like technology based you can have some that are more like questing and and like being more of like a game fighting monsters and stuff like that based uh and and there's a wide variety of it so um it would probably be the easiest to just launch into that but whether or not they want to go down that road i don't know um I think anytime that you're building on top of an existing platform, you are always at their mercy if they decide to change things up. It's one of the very risky things about uh, building a business using Amazon, the platform, or a business, you know, using um, Twitter or Facebook as a platform because they can just either switch a, a flip a switch and shut you down, or they could just implement that the, those features or whatever you're doing into it and just kill you. We saw that with Clubhouse, right? Obviously they were building their own platform, but Clubhouse was this, you know, community driven audio platform where people have rooms and you can invite speakers in and blah, blah, blah. Twitter just went cool flipped a switch and now Twitter spaces is everywhere. And I haven't seen anyone use clubhouse in a long time. Mm. Um, that would be my underlying fear about spending a lot of time building something on Minecraft, even though Microsoft feels very, or, or seems to feel very comfortable with the idea. Yeah. You know, at any point they can just say, we're going to do our own and we don't want the competition out there. Right. So 
um i mean there's private servers you can still host minecraft and stuff like that but it would yeah, just yeah, be yeah. No. an uphill battle to climb i agree i agree i think that is one of the biggest risks but i you know but then i say to myself well these other teams know it's a risk too and they seem to be pushing forward with it thinking it's going to be okay so like you know yeah i think they've got the uh the the tentative green light for sure Mm -hmm. but they're doing well i mean again critters is doing well there's a crypto crypto craft um dropping pretty soon too um nft worlds continues to to crush it uh i actually haven't even checked the floor price i wonder how uh, how that's been faring in this market have you seen it recently no i haven't seen the floor we'd have to take a look <laughs> did you just run out of breath what no no no, no. i had to respond to a message from side oh, okay. Man, bear markets, they they turn people wackadoodle. I will tell you. I will tell you. It's look, it makes people grumpy, but just like it makes people grumpy, the uh the bull market will make people uh not grumpy. So always right around the corner. Seasonality was always coming. So NFT Worlds sitting at 10 ETH floor, still uh still incredible. It was very, very, very close to the 20 ETH floor, but it is uh it's been knocked back down. NFT Worlds not immune to a bear market either. Yep. Um, I saw some people talking about uh that project that dropped last night, Cyber Brokers. Um, this is by uh, artist Josie Bellini, who has her own collection or her original collection on OpenSea called just Josie. Verified, almost 2,000 ETH traded and sitting at a 10 ETH floor. Not a ton of activity or volume on this, but uh, you know, more in the traditional art kind of vein. But uh, but yeah, 10 ETH floor, very well known artist. Mm-hmm. You know what? Actually, now that I'm seeing this with some of the activity, the last sales being like 3.56. I mean, people are definitely undercutting the floor, but maybe that's too long. I was thinking that like, you know, the open CD listing thing would have had an impact on this, but I don't actually think there's been any sales since that. So yeah, maybe that floor is a little bit higher because of that. But regardless, cyber brokers uh, went down last night. It's just another one of these um, kind of, you know, more full humanized uh, profile pictures kind of got a cool like polygonize polygonization did i just make up a word there um to them just that style very cyberpunk obviously in the name polygonization uh, means something different to me i got it, it. <laughs> migrated over to poly i was like no what's my no. oh please no that's the <laughs> <laughs> this is not on Polygon. Um, I mean, based on the website and stuff that I looked at, it did feel like there was um, actual 3D models that these were kind of sitting on top of. Um, and then they just do the kind of the stylized render to to get this effect of, uh, you know, the polygons there and whatnot. I think they look cool. I mean, I had no took no part in this, um, but the mid press was very high, 0.35. Uh, they did sell out. They are, oh, wait, no, they're not sold out. What am I missing here? It was the uh, the allow list. These are still minting, mm-hmm. and uh, they're sitting at 0.73 um, um, on the secondary. So, uh, I'm curious as to for you know for the people that brought it up, you know what's what is your 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 big bull case on this one too? Obviously, there's a well known artist that has a track record of of success in NFTs, but. Um, I would be curious as to like if we can go back in hindsight and ignore the fact that we know the floor price now 
um, you know, why would you tell me to mint these for, for 0.35 or, you know, basically a thousand bucks, right? Yeah. So, um, but looking through them, I mean, they're cool. I love the style of them. I, I don't, again, not super bullish on like, just like realistic style profile pictures. Um, the full body kind of messes around with them being used as a profile picture too, but like, they they do have like this very cool futuristic dystopian cyberpunk fashion to them uh there's like a high diversity of colors backgrounds and stuff like that so even just as art uh i am actually enjoying looking through them i don't feel like i'm just looking at the same thing over and over and over again as i uh as i scroll through them so um i'm, I'm interested to hear more about uh why this will continue to be a thing you know, and they have their own names too. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, uh, what do we think of Bape Verse and Pixelmon? I don't know if you meant Pixelmon or Pixel Lemons. I love the Pixel Lemons. They get Metaverse integration into World Wide Web three tomorrow. Pixelmon provided us with the greatest meme of the cycle with Kevin and Bape Verse. Not the biggest fan. I don't love the three D um, projects. Most of them, I like Clonex. Yeah, sorry, I'm just reading chat here. Mike is saying, um, uh, she is well known. I saw her YouTube and she has done an interview with Beeple a while back. She's Pranksy's favorite artist. He bought one for 44 ETH. Yeah, I mean, Pranksy buying your stuff is good. I, I looked at her um, her activity and I mean, I wasn't necessarily going to call it out, but I also know that he was like selling the stuff. But I mean, you never know why somebody's selling something. It's uh, yeah. it's all good. Um, that was also quite a, quite a while ago, right? Looks like it's recent, but that was uh, beginning of February. So, yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, Romania Squid is saying, as someone who had whitelist and I minted or and minted one, I was in the Discord with multiple people from a group I'm in, questioning the mint price. We all expected a floor crash below mint. With that said, I am su I surprisingly minted my one and flipped it for a profit. I mean, in this market, being able to mint and flip anything is is good. So that's a nice little win there too. Yeah, I mean, 0.35 just seems so aggressively high for uh, a 10,000 um, piece collection. So, you know, it would have, uh, it would have been de a deterrent for me as well, or at least made me really question it. You, you gotta, you gotta be fucking around with a little bit of liquidity to be able to justify minting that with the risk of what, as you said, going below four. Oh my God! Blah, it's Friday. Going below four floor price. Jesus, I'm not gonna make it. NGMI. Um, Bape verse. I don't. I don't know. That's a, that's one of those 3D profile pictures or 3D projects, right? You've seen that one. We've talked about mm -hmm. Bape verse. Yeah, yeah, I remember Bape. Oh, you were talking about it while I was digging this stuff. No, no, no. I, well, I just, I was just saying that I don't follow the 3D project closely enough because I don't love them. Um, but he also asked about Pixelmon, I think, or Pixel Lemons. So I gave an answer to both. I didn't know which one it meant. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's asking if I need a drink. Maybe. <laughs> don't tempt me. You guys already Ooh. suckered me into doing a, a shot of tequila. I know. The other day. We had fun with that. Peer pressure, peer pressure. Mm, yeah, I know. My wife's going to show up at home and I'm going to be half in the bag. Mm -hmm. 
Artifact announcing that uh, all Mirakami drip clones are whitelisted for Takashi's Mirakami flowers drop. All eight of them. It's a good way, a good way to get on the whitelist. Uh, $5 million NFT. Actually, um, I saw on Twitter that... Uh, did you see that Otto, Otto Suen had a, uh, a vial kicking around and he put it into the uh, the the clone minting device and pulled oh. a Mirakami. Yeah, he pulled a Mirakami last night. Nice. That's a that's a good one. We'll pull it up. Nice nice win there. I actually have seen a lot of people. The uh, the deadline for that has to be coming up soon too, is it not? Probably, yeah. Haven't paid attention. Love the Mirakami. <sighs> so does Karafuu. Kara Kara Furu. Oh, that project. Mm-hmm. Don't hear about that much anymore. How's that doing? Sure, it's doing great. <laughs> I have no idea. Never looked back. Oh, fuck. 2.2 floor. It is doing great. <laughs> yeah. Where did that get up to, though? That was like, that was not. not well, five, it was five, but it was pre reveal. I don't think it got that high post reveal. Right. Yeah, a- yeah, yeah. That was a, a big one. No, I mean, the only one on that list still is. Uh, oh yeah, I was pulling up the uh, the Mirakami that got minted. I feel like Freelanders stole a little bit of their their glow. You know, there's always like a string of similar projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Momo Mofos, what were they called? Or FOMO Mof FOMO, FOMO Mofos, yep. Something like that. Um, the Karafuru and then uh, the other one I just said. They were all like, you know, in that vein, like anime, popish, cartoon type of thing going on. So just like I would say Star Catchers, Wonder Pals, you know, it's like this rolling liquidity trap where you move from one similar project to the, to the next and so on. Yeah, three landers is uh, has been pretty wild too. Um, What's that floor? I know it was over two yesterday, and man, it is. It's the the next in line, next doodles, because especially the doodles have adopted it. Yeah, well, you want to talk about you know maybe a little cooled off here, but like Karafuru, I don't see them anywhere. I really, and I'm not saying as an insult. It's just when you know I'm on Twitter a lot. I do a lot of spaces. I see what don't see Carapuz. I do see three landers everywhere. They have taken over in a small set, so that's always a good sign for me. You know, it reminded me of Lemons. Right? Like they've taken over, and even if three landers has a pullback, and this this project obviously has the the vooch, so I think it's going to do very well long term. Good cook for anyone who got in. Three landers is sitting at a 1.60 floor. Yeah, I mean that's incredible. I I guess wheel. I looked at it. I, it's such a weird project because the ones I'm not a fan of are like very underwhelming to me, and then the ones that look good look really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the color the color schemes, um, they're bright, they pop. I think they conflict a lot, but I mean it. it again, that's my opinion. It has done nothing to slow it down. Yeah. Um, and the the community is rabid about them too, right? right? Like that's that's one thing that I notice. So people are if you're bullish on three landers, like you're fucking bullish on three landers. So <laughs> yeah, they it's that sounds. I know it sounds obvious, but yeah. no, it doesn't. It doesn't because that like it again. I bring it back to lemons. Like three landers are a vibe. We talk about that. Like three landers are 
it's a vibe that resonates with a lot of people. And I think that's always the, the making of a good community. And it's like the good community, just like with Kaiju Kings in December, is like your foundation. What was born out of that really tough, fuddy period of despair where, like I said, rares were being papered at floor price. You found your real found you found your real foundation. We're seeing it in lemons now, and you're going to see it in three landers if they enjoy a pullback. But it does feel um, like just the next one. It, it has it has that presence right now on Twitter that gives me the gives me the feels. For sure. Sorry, I just got a weird text message. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna. Um, what else did we have to uh, to talk about? I mean, we I were thought that was the list, my friend. Yeah, it might be. Oh, Trovers. Trovers is one. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Trovers. Yeah, that was the last oh, thing. Sorry, right. I got to check Ooh, this. That's pretty. See, I was they just saying I don't love 3D. Pro- There's some 3D projects. I, lo- I guess it's that I don't love 3D PFPs for the most part. I like these... Um, I like this spin, you know, and it's a spinning, spinning land. It's a metaverse play, obviously. I'm wondering if it's a game, a P2E. Uh, so there is like hints at a P2E game, but looking mm-hmm. through it, like the white paper, I don't know if I missed something. I was talking to somebody in the dojo about it too. It was a little hard to find a lot of information on their like very forward looking stuff. Yeah. Um, the roadmap implies that the uh, alpha of the game is going to be coming out in Q3 of 2022 and then beta mm-hmm. is Q4 of 2022. That um, depending on how much they've been working on this might actually seem a little bit aggressive to me. These things actually yeah. do take quite a bit of time and the, the deeper the complexity, obviously, mm-hmm. the longer the production time. Right. In this regard, you are going to be minting um, a planet. There's, I think, eight or nine different planet types, obviously um, varying scales of rarity. An Earth-like planet is the most rare. Mm-hmm. They kind of have their own set of unique resources and stuff that are generated with them, as well as a home base um, that you, the owner of that planet, is, um, I guess, technically owns as well. And... Uh, uh, they look really good. This website is really, really flashy. Um, you know, depending on how much they promise to deliver and what type of game this is, uh, it could be something to really look forward to. This there's obviously more uh, mints to come because this is the the uh, the planet, and I maybe you're minting spacecrafts or or I don't know whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, the one thing that's kind of bothering me about Troverse a little bit is the auction phase. So there's an auction phase. Step two is the whitelist phase, and then step three is the public phase. For the auction phase, it is a Dutch auction. There's approximately 7,000 of them. There's max five planets per wallet to be able to mint. And it is starting, it is a Dutch auction starting at one ETH. Now, Dutch auctions have uh, not been overly favorable to look at right now. Uh, I am surprised that they are going through with a Dutch auction. However, they incorporated a little bit of a different mechanic into it. Uh, so this is going to drop by 0.1 ETH every 20 minutes until it reaches 0.1 ETH. And it is called an equalized Dutch auction. And the long and short of this statement is essentially that um, no matter what price you actually mint it for, you are only obligated to pay the last price that is minted. So if you mint at 1 ETH and it drops all the way down to 0.2, you are entitled for a refund of that point ETH, or point 0.8 ETH difference. That seems like it's it's kind of fair, kind of cool. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of risk free. However, 
Um, to me, that does seem a little bit like an engagement mechanism. Um, you are now saying, go ahead, go, go mint it at one ETH, go mint it at one ETH, you'll get whatever you want back. And now everybody's like, well, well where does this stop? Like, am I going to miss if I, if I try to wait till 0.5? You know, in an ideal world, 6,999 of these will be minted at one ETH, and then one will be minted at 0.1 ETH. That's obviously not going to happen. Um, I don't know that it's intentional. I don't think that they were sitting there kind of game theorying about how they can, you know, hype this mint up to the point that it'll guaranteed mint out at one ETH. I'm not saying that it will. I just, I think that this, this mechanism is, uh, is not as fair as it probably seems at first glance. I mean, my first knee jerk reaction was, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like, uh, you know, that's a, that's a good kind of counterweight to the, the shitty Dutch auctions that we've seen, but you know, thinking about it more, I don't know. feels, feels off to me. Um, that being said, like I, I have no doubt that they're going to, you know, hold true to it. Like if you mint one at point one and it, it mints out at point three, like you'll get your difference back. I see no reason why this would you'd be concerned about that. It just it seems like a weird tactic. Um, the whitelist phase comes after it will be seventy percent of the last minted price in the auction. It will be one planet per whitelisted wallet, and there's twenty seven of those in the market. The public phase is for whatever is left. Um, again, kind of wrapping it up i think they look really good um I, i'm just i'm gonna have a hard time participating in this mint i will keep an eye on pardon me keep an eye on the project though as i as i think it looks really good imagine your own planet in the metaverse that'd be so mm. hot i bought um i used my block to buy land since the block price fell uh, so much from where it was and i bought places in the north pole on the critters map, I, uh, I thought it was nice to build a house. I see, I'm not a builder, but I thought I, I had, I guess my real mind, I had seen some land with ice on it and a snow-capped mountain go for more than, um, more than the floor. So I guess I thought people like the snow, and then I was like, I like the snow, and I bought it, and I was like, oh, I could build a house here. Do they make planes? Because I feel like walking all the way to your house is a pain in the ass. Can they make cars and planes and shit for in Minecraft? Yeah. Well, you can actually just teleport to any plot you own. So what's the point of being near spawn? Oh, um, to the ones you own. Yeah, to the ones you own. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you can if you if it's in your wallet and you're connected to it, you can teleport to those ones. But oh, like, yeah. If somebody logs into the server and they get at spawn, like they got to start going going out walking, and those those right they hit right. first. Right. Like those are valuable. We saw that two ETH sale on a plot yesterday, right next to main spawn. Can you hold hands with a homie and like teleport together to your plot? Um, if you uh, if you enable them to have like a- a- edit rights and like they're oh. you know on your plot or whatever, I do believe that. Yeah, no, they can they can teleport to that too. All right, find out that you're like allowed to interact with. You can. Here's the next question. I'm now mm-hmm. looking at these plots on OpenSea, and you can see miles deep into the ground there, and yes. it looks like each has different resources. Can a can a smart Minecrafter look at the different things underneath the ground and say oh there's likely to be diamonds there's likely to be anthracite or whatever the fuck they use to build in that um my gut is telling me that at the most you would be able to kind of look at whether or like how mined out 
that area is like if you can see lots of tunnels kind of penetrating through it gotcha. with the way that like minecraft is generated um it's basically like at different levels there's x amount of probability that there's a diamond uh, mm-hmm. or gold or whatever so like in an entire plot like most plots are probably going to have about the same distribution okay. um, unless they've been mined out so that would be mm-hmm. kind of kind of my uh my initial thesis i just didn't know if you could now shop based on what you're seeing underneath because i know like now that there's that in-game marketplace uh finding valuable items is is motivation i think it's one reason the game's seeing a bit of a a a surge now is because of that ability that you can now not just make the block that you earn passively by moving around and doing stuff you can find things that are valuable and sell them i think that's a very that treasure hunting aspect of the game, um, a lot of fun. I think people people are gonna love. So. I gotta uh, I gotta also say, you know, critters the Genesis critters holding a, a one point six five floor is pretty impressive too. And you know, I'm just again kind of thinking about like where people's attention is going during this real, you know, volume depression. Uh, so these seem to be pretty locked up. It was just over two ETH for a little bit. Yeah, 2.2, um, I think, 2.5 towards the high. They yeah. were at 4.5 at their highest, I think, maybe got up to five at one point. But they just say, you know, Block is still depressed as they work that economy out. I know they're still iterating on that game, but, you know, for being depressed, it's still 15 cents. You could sp- still make a little bit of money playing it on a daily basis. And the Genesis critters, uh, you know. These these floors are still higher than they were, um, say, two weeks ago. Yeah. It went on a great run. We were talking about it on the show and then like immediately mm-hmm. after. And that's not to say it was us, um, but immediately after went on this like crazy tear. Yes. Uh, they have fallen since then, but not fallen a lot like other other projects have. Oh, there were. Well, because, you know, the game's been rather not unprofitable, but certainly not profitable enough that you were excited to play every day unless you know you were dedicated and the people i knew were stacked they were like you know instead of selling into a low price with no volume they were just stacking their resources stacking their block and stacking land so when we finally did get this pop they took advantage of it and offload into it stuff, yeah. So. yeah it's a good point well i mean that and that's the other thing too is right like this isn't like um you know, if you're earning it and block is at 15 cents, you're going, you, you kind of do the math and you'd be like, oh, if I play three hours of this, I'm earning $15 an hour and like I could be doing better things. That's like $15 an hour of current value. If you have conviction in it, you can earn that now, hold on to it. And then, you know, as as a as a, a pump or, a, you know, a volume increase goes down, as you said, like you can sell into that. And now all of a sudden, retroactively, it's been thirty dollars an hour rather than 15 or forty five dollars an hour. So, yeah. yeah, if you're bored and you're looking to build or something, I, I think a, a, there's a, a myriad of games in this space that can kind of help you either short term with a little bit of liquidity or maybe potentially long term um, have a have a, a good portfolio of these, right? Well, it was funny because I have to say, I have been getting a lot of questions about Ether Orcs just over the last week um, from, from Lemons, believe it or not. People wanting to get into Ether Orcs asking, you know, how do I do it? What strategy should I use? And of course, I've been touting like, hey, Genesis Orcs are about three ETH. Allies are a little under one. You could just buy three allies and be earning you know, 40 to 45 Zug 
versus buying one Genesis Orc, probably earning only about 16 Zug and having a much longer path on your way to being able to mint more allies down the road. But then yesterday they announced that, uh-oh, have you guys been selling your training dummies? Don't do that. They basically hinted that you're going to need a lot of training dummies for the rogues. Um, so I think what you saw almost instantly was, number one, a pump in the ogres. Ogres are now up to a 1.25 floor as people decided, well, I probably need more ogres if training dummies are going to. Because if you guys don't know, ogres make training dummies. So probably going to need more training dummies for my rogue. And now you're seeing a bit of balance return as people stop selling their training dummies uh, as they're stacking up for, again, we're about 60 uh, ogres away from moving on to the rogue phase. And that was really interesting. This is what I talked about with the orc boys. They're always watching. They're seeing where the imbalances are. And then they're going to make adjustments to the game to encourage balance again. And then, of course, you know, min-max players, profit maxis will figure out what the angle is there. They'll all start moving in that direction. By the end of the cycle, it'll have completely changed again, and they'll have to adjust for that. So constant battle that the orcs play really well as far as creating balance within their economy. Their tokenomics are on point. Love it. All right, my friend. Anything right. else you want to uh, you want to you want to get down and dirty on? Well, I wanted to respond to O'Melt and say lemon, lemon, lemon. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, so I I actually apologize. I got a, a message that was a little bit concerning. Nothing like of, of personal concern. Well, not personal concern. Sorry, I gotta go check on somebody. <laughs> oh no! All right. Um, but uh, but yeah, we, I think we you know if you're good, um, we could probably just wrap this up. Sounds good. Yeah, man. Uh, happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. A little bit more relaxed. Just kept the music going. It was good vibes. Uh, talking a little bit with the chat. We don't normally talk about dead fellas or dead friends much. No, but you know what? Um, it's a project that I like. I have no ill will towards it. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll write a, a little thing up. Um, I mean, it really kind of comes and goes as there's news coming out of something. Um, but I can I can check in on it next time. Um, yeah, honestly, if you tuned in late, this was a more of a relaxed version of the show. We didn't quite uh, hit the um, the same structure that we normally do, but we touched on some news articles around it. Had some fun with the chat as they were bringing up stuff. Uh, you know, just kind of popped it up on the screen and and riffed on that. And uh, it was a really good time. This is a great way to start my Friday morning. I hope you agree. And uh, and yeah, we'll do it again on Monday morning, nine thirty a.m. Eastern time throughout the week. You guys have yourself an amazing weekend. We'll see you in the dojo for the uh, the moon loungers out there that are watching. And uh, and yeah, stay safe out there. Free market, do the thing. Look at the tables, DJ.